and welcome to the Atma Podcast. I'm here with Dan. Unfortunately, not no Jordan this week. He's still on holiday in Egypt. As far as I know, he's having a great time. I saw a video of him uh, and Dan doing some dune bugging the other day. So nice. they look like they're having a good time. I don't know if I don't know if they've been to the pyramids or not. I know Jordan did say or mention about wanting to go to the pyramids, but I think that's like five hours away from where they are. So oh, fuck, I don't know if they've gone or not. Um, I feel like you have, if you get to Egypt, I feel like you have to go to the pyramids. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of one of those. It is like one of the seven wonders of the world. I'm pretty sure. So you, you kind of yeah. you kind of really got to try and push yourself to go. But if it is a five-hour trip there and a five-hour trip back... Yeah, it's a whole... Yeah, it's a big... It's almost two days. Yeah, it's holiday. a massive commitment. So, yeah, it's a, I don't know if he... But I'm sure he'll tell us when he's next on next week or what he'd done. What yeah, he's especially to. Jordan as well. He's like, he's into... He's done the videos and stuff on the yeah. pyramids, hasn't he? So, it, it, yeah, it makes sense. It would be good for his, uh, for his content if he did. And obviously yeah. good just to explore and, and see stuff for yourself but i'm sure we'll we'll hear from him what have you been up to dan um just running around this week to be honest mate um yeah. sorting stuff out from the factory I've done a few deliveries different places driving here driving there um taking machinery and stuff so yeah just sorting stuff out so that everything's down in bournemouth yeah and uh the factory up here is um yeah, just all sorted out. So yeah, just been doing that to be honest, mate. Yeah. How how far is like what is it like, hour wise like drive from where you are to Bournemouth? Must be at least it's, like a few hours. Yeah, it's about two hours. Depends if there's traffic, it'd be two and a bit hours. Yeah. Um so everything's down in Bournemouth, we've delivered a few bits of machinery to other people that they've bought some stuff. Um and then yeah, just some just where we're downsizing some stock to like auctions and stuff just different just constantly running about hiring vans yeah. literally i'd have been a billionaire if i'd have gone into removals oh yeah it's, it's just hiring a van i don't know what it's like now but i remember when i hired a van just to move and it was a luton van for when we moved um to the house that i'm in now that was i think we had to pay something stupid like almost like three four hundred pound deposit um yeah obviously, obviously yeah, that goes was... into like an escrow where they don't touch it in, unless there is damage to the van but yeah it's just, it's just a it's a bit of a nightmare gonna not gonna lie. yeah so the other day i hired two vans in the same day so it was funny because we pulled up to one van hire place yeah. in a hired van oh. and they just must have thought yeah these guys are they're just <laughs> trying to uh get loads of hired vans so yeah it was, it was quite funny so we had um we had a drop side for a piece of machinery and we also had a loot and tail lift as well so we yeah i did like two commutes to um to like bedford in in a van and then we did right. another drop side there oh, i was like all day i did like i didn't get finished till sort of like nine ten o'clock jesus so it was just all day driving packing it's like moving house on steroids yeah when you do a, when you do a factory move and that's uh moving house enough is best enough for me i'm gonna be yeah, honest. yeah yeah i did when i when i moved in here officially i was like i i know i'm probably gonna have to do this again at some point i really don't want to i really nah. don't want to i've moved house a lot um not recent recently but when we first moved to this area we're in we we're renting and um it just the prices were going up loads yeah just in this area um and all the people that were renting it out, obviously they were going up that much that they just kept deciding to sell. So we ended up moving in five years. We moved six or seven times. 
Jeez. Probably more. Um, the, I remember one year we moved three times in one year. That was like one to get like our kid into the school we wanted. Right. So that was our choice, but the other two wasn't our choice. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, it was a crazy period. Yeah. And obviously, you saw how big the factory was before. Like we moved all that to another factory, yeah. and now we've just all that again. We just moved all that again. It's it's not it really even. I mean, the physical actual work of taking one thing to another place, but it's trying to get all the other things matched up, like the just logistics rather. Logistics. It just looks and everything you've said just sounds like a nightmare to me. Well, obviously moving the house normally is boxes and you've got a few bits of big furniture, but yeah. obviously with machinery, um, you need forklifts. So you need mm. a forklift this end and you need a forklift the other end. Yeah. You need to make sure uh, with our machinery, it needs certain type of forklift. It needs like long forks. So yeah, you just got to make sure that all that tallies up um, and any like breakdown in, in that, like we did one to Wales and um, got there and it didn't have the long forks. And it's like, Aww. well, we're, we can't turn around. We can't go back. So we have to get this. We have to figure it out, um, which we did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, you're just moving all the operation down to Bournemouth. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the all the operation in Bournemouth pretty set up now, to be fair. It's, it's a good setup down there. Cool. Well, before we go any further, I will just do a quick plug. If you are interested, I know there's a lot of people in the chat. I see some people already that are in the chat um, who are members of the channel. But if you do want extra content, I do an extra episode every two weeks and also some other videos I put on there. For example, I'm playing Prey at the moment, a playthrough of Prey, the video game. So you can see me absolutely fail at that um, and laugh at me because the first two episodes I've recorded already, I just I die constantly. But if you're interested in watching that, four ninety nine. Any more um, people to sign up, that'd be great. Like I said, there are people in the chat. I can see Big P, he is a member. Shout out to Big P. He's been a fan and a member for a long, long time. Legend. All um, support is appreciated. But yeah, I thought I'd just leave that there and end the plug. But I thought I'd put it in before we start the stories. Nice. Now, first thing I want to talk about, I've got a question for you, Dan. Yeah, have, have you thought, and I mean, I haven't given much thought to this, have you thought at all about what you want your coffin to look like when you go? Ironically, with this, I have. Have you? Um, and I, I, as I get a bit older and like, I'm starting to get a little bit more organised in life, I think I might have it all paid for and set up quite early. Yeah. So it's all just... There's two, I've got two trains of thought on it at the moment. So one is um, I would like... Have you seen the coffin trees? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that is one that's on my list. I quite like that. I don't okay. know where I'd have it. Probably, I don't know if you'd be allowed to have that at a graveyard because they don't want to yeah. fuck off tree growing in the middle. <laughs> um, so I might need a space for that. So because I like the idea of like obviously everything you know you're all like matter of the earth. And yeah, and like you're you're growing like, into the you break down. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. then I think you know, if that is the case and I'm in the tree. Like, you know, I might get a bit boring. Um, <laughs> so another trainer for is, um, like, like, is it cryogenically frozen? Yes. Yeah. So um, that's a, if that's kind of an option, I quite like the idea of that. Um, I'd love again, to that. there's a few pros and cons because one is just the, the, the horrible thought of what if you're kind of like semi, like there's some sort of like, 
conscious yeah. of thing or you're trapped in there so like that's yeah i've I, I read an article about that that um they do it i think in america but you can pay for like the full body go or you can get like a discount one where they just chop your head off <laughs> and stick that because it's all due storage and space yeah. isn't it so you can get but obviously you're probably gonna have to wait uh, a longer yeah. time for them to sort all that mess out so um but yeah that's the cheap option just get your head if my head's intact hopefully yeah. it is yeah hopefully yeah i, so, I think yeah. cryogenically being frozen would be cool but there is the obviously the thought that you're gonna have to wait like you said a long time for us to potentially get to the point where we can get people revived or even if they are able to live after being frozen um yeah, we're gonna have to wait a long time for that, but it'll be cool if we were able to do that. Just to yeah. say, like we we've, we've died in like uh, two thousand and sixty something, whatever, and then we are then brought back into a world that's like completely different. We're probably not even on the same planet. Obviously, it's like I'd love to experience that, but at the same time, yeah. I feel so lost. But it's about and also it's a bit like demolition man, isn't it? It could almost be like instantaneous. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with the kind of possibly with the way AI is going and learning and, and how it's almost at human level now, um, that could just do a like crazy trajectory. And, uh, you know, if, if it's all for the good, it could figure some of that stuff out. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see on that. But the reason why I ask it is because I don't know if the thought has ever crossed your mind, but have you ever thought of wanting to be in a coffin that looks like a Greg's sausage roll? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, no. There, there is a company, um, I, I, I think they're called Choose Your Way to Go. Oh, no, Go As You Please, right? And they nice, specialise in com- customizable coffins. Now, I'm going to put this on screen. Uh, this is an example of three coffins that they have advertised. Uh, you can see a Dyson one there, the Greg's one in the middle, and then obviously the police uh, phone box from Doctor Who. It's um, quite striking designs. I don't know why you'd want to have a Greg sausage roll one there, but even the Dyson, I mean, yeah, but you've got to be really into Hoovers, like, and especially yeah, Dyson. If your life's work is like ends in a dyson uh, and that's your uh, i mean I'll, yeah dyson i can imagine wanting to go in it but if um if you choose that as your to sum up your life that's a weird one isn't it? yeah it is uh, i think for context the the person who they designed this for was a repair or repairman for hoovers he spent a lot of time nice. in his life doing repairs yeah, on yeah. Hoovers. hopefully like dyson because yeah yeah spinning I, I, in his grave that's it well, we'll read out. I'll read out this story. A funeral firm is hoping to break the taboo of talking about death by offering custom-made coffins, which include a casket designed like a Greg sausage roll. Bosses at Go As You Please say no ideas are off limits to help make a difficult day a little lighter. Suggested designs include the Doctor Who TARDIS, a pint of Tenant's Lager, and a bottle of Bell's Whiskey. There are also Star Wars, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, Harry Potter, and Only Fools and Horses designs to help spark ideas. The firm, which has branches in the northeast of England and in Edinburgh in Scotland, said the coffins are built to the needs of each individual customer. Another three examples here. You've got the Tenant's Lager, Harry Potter, and Game of Thrones. 
Scott Purvis, general manager of the company, told Sky News a Dyson box was created for someone who had his, who had a history of repairing old Hoovers. So it wasn't even necessarily Dyson's. I'm sure he would have tampered yeah. with some Dyson's over the years, but yeah. Another coffin was made from old pallets in tribute to a man who used to scrap pieces of wood to create useful things for a shed. Mr. Purvis said most of our coffin designs come from having honest conversations with the person when they are still alive. A lot of people are now arranging their own funerals before they die. This gives them a chance to break the taboo of talking about death with their families. It also gives them the opportunity to have exactly the funeral they want and to take the burden off the family when the time comes. Mr. Purvis said the displays in branch windows are a conversation starter. He said... It isn't out of disrespect, but to show the public what can be done and what we can offer. When it comes to the bespoke pictures, coffins, I would say we're not dealing with novelty, we're dealing with individuality. We encourage families to design their own coffins and even get involved with the making of the coffins. We had a numerous, we have had numerous families create photo montages of family photos through the years, bringing the family together to stick the photos on the blank coffin. <laughs> So, yeah, if, if you know, you, you fancy it, you can pretty much design your own coffin. Um, crazy. I wonder if there's any copyright issues. I mean, it's me buried six foot under, so I doubt it. I mean, but... you've got to be, I mean, and I know there are some bastard companies yeah. out there, but you have got re- you've got to be really hard line to be like, say like Disney just yeah. said like, no, you can't have a frozen coffin. Yeah. You're not allowed it. It's like, but... yeah, imagine not Game of Thrones, so like, no, not having it, yeah. dig it up. Yeah, get him out. Put him in a, a just a bland one. I'm not having this. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean the the one that stands out is the Greg's sausage roll. I mean that is to me, I wouldn't even enter my mind. No, I mean it'd be funny on the day. Like like I say, it would make light of it. Um, you know, imagine like six guys bringing that. Out. Um, <laughs> And you're still carrying this massive sausage roll. I mean, it would be funny. It could be, yeah. yeah. Like again, when you know, when you die, I kind of, I, I wouldn't mind my funeral to be like all sad. Really, it is no, going to be a yeah. bit, I guess. But um, yeah, if you can make light of it. Yeah. On this subject, I did see you probably seen it on Instagram. There was a, an Irish funeral, and then as they put him down, he'd had a pre-recorded, um like speaker and microphone thing set up there. And then he, he was like tapping, like, let oh, me yeah. out, yeah. let me out, what are you doing to me? And then, was like, but no one knew. I think it was only maybe his partner who knew or something. So everyone was just like, started cracking up and laughing. I thought that's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, that, that is quite funny, actually. But I mean, I mean, if you have a Greg's one, imagine like, I don't know why this would happen, but imagine years in the future, it's survived and people are digging up and they're like, what the fuck is this? Why is there yeah. a Greg's coffin in this fucking yeah. field? What's uh, mad is if like they, this goes for a little period of, of being trendy and then, you know, they say they do it all and then just, whatever, you know, I don't know, stuff happens, it changes, the world ends, whatever, and then just years to come, like say, they they just like get this period of time where they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like imagine trying to work out the the irony if you yeah. didn't have any context yeah this is what society did is this normal? yeah they're like is... they, mu- they must have worshipped greg this this uh sausage roll <laughs> yeah. group. they must have you know like, like the egyptians so like yeah. the egyptians basically did it for a laugh <laughs> oh, it's just dear. banter 
I mean, yeah, Greg's has been liquidated for like fifty-eight years. What what is this about? <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I thought it was a equal. It's like kind of a funny story, but also you know you've got to thinking about your when your time comes. You do want to take as much burden as you possibly can off your family. Yeah. So it's 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 a light-hearted way, I, I think overall. But it, it probably wouldn't be my personal preference to have any of those that I've seen on there. But yeah, the top three. I mean, I think they're um they're ones to get you talking, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite clever to be honest because it does start a conversation. So. Yeah, yeah, I can see the you know, like you say, the the Disney stuff with kids, and you know, maybe someone loves Star Wars or Game of Thrones, and I get that. That that makes sense. Mm. But yeah, yeah Greg Sussigrove was just like just your banter in it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's got always fresh on there. I mean, that's oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's it's not that's not going to be the case inside yeah. there. Um, I I think it says always fresh, always tasty. I think the next bit says so. <laughs> Yeah, both of those things would not be uh, yeah. <laughs> applicable of, uh, uh-huh. after a while. I like the light on the... I wonder if that's a working light. Yeah, that would be nice cool if it was, to be fair. Yeah. Just cool at to the wear. top of the... Have that link to the top, so it just spins off at night. <laughs> I'll just, know, I'll just be lowered. Love it. Anyway, I thought it was a, a, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek sort of story. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, um, this next one is, I don't know, you may have heard about this, but the next one I'm going to show is about a plane crash in um, Colombia. Um, okay. So these children were on this um, oh, plane this. and they survived in the rain for, in a rainforest for like over 40 days. Yeah. Um, with obviously very, very limited supplies. It's crazy. Like, and they're only children who survived. The only people who survived were children. I think there's like four yeah. children. Um, yeah. Let me just pop this on screen. It is insane. So, the mother of four children rescued after after 40 days in the Amazon jungle was alive for four days after their plane crashed. Now, I will just preference this. It's dealing with Colombian names, so... Get ready for some awful pronunciation. <laughs> Magdalena Mukati told her children to leave and find help as she lay dying. Um, speaking to reporters, the children's father, Manuel Renoke, said his eldest daughter told him their mother urged them to get out and save themselves. The siblings, aged 13, 9, 5 and 1, were rescued and airlifted out of the jungle on Friday. They were moved to a military hospital in the nation's capital of Bogota. The one thing that 13-year-old Leslie has cleared up for me is that, in fact, her mother was alive for four days, Mr. Roanoke, Mr. Ranoke. Oh, that's what I'm going to continue calling yeah, told reporters okay. outside the hospital. Before she died, their mum told them something like, you guys get out of here, you guys are going to see the kind of man your dad is, and he's going to show you the same kind of great love that I have shown you, he said. Details have been emerging about the children's time in the jungle and their miraculous rescue, including the first things that the children said when they were found. Rescue worker Nicholas Ordenez Gomez recalled the moment they discovered the children. The eldest daughter, Leslie, with the little one in her arms, ran towards me, Leslie said. I'm hungry, he told public broadcast channel RTVC. One of the two boys was laying down. He got up and said to me, my mum is dead. 
He said rescuers responded with positive words, saying that we were friends, that we were sent by the family. Mr. Ordinez said the boy replied, I want some bread and sausage. <laughs> so the, these kids, these kids had not eaten pretty much yeah. any proper food yeah. the entire time they were there. It's Bless just crazy. The children are members of the Hoitoto indigenous group and their grandfather told Colombian media that their knowledge of edible fruit and seeds had been key to their survival. The eldest child, 13-year-old Leslie, had been credited with keeping her siblings alive. Henry Guerrero, and exactly, like a 13-year-old, and this is placed on their shoulders. Like, keep your younger siblings alive. Yeah, in the jungle as well, Jesus Christ. Henry Guerrero, an indigenous man who was part of the team which finally located the children, said they managed to build a small shelter. They had made a small tent from tarpaulin and placed a towel on the ground. They always stayed near the river, and she, Leslie, carried a small soda bottle, which she used to fill with and carry water. In footage released on Sunday of the sudden, uh, children's rescue, the four siblings appeared to be emaciated from weeks they spent fight fending for themselves in the wilderness. Mr. Guerrero said the only thing that they had in mind was to eat when they were found. They wanted to eat rice pudding, they wanted to eat bread, he said. Ms. Mukati and her children had been travelling on the Cessna 206 aircraft from, I believe you pronounce this, Araraquara, that's my best guess, in in the Amazonas province to Han Jose del Guavare on 1st of May. Their plan was to join their father, who had fled their home after receiving threats from a rebel group. The plane crashed nose first in dense jungle in the south of Colombia after experiencing engine failure. It took search teams two weeks to locate the wreckage. The bodies of the adults on board, the children's mother and two pilots, were found at the crash site by the army, but it appeared that the children had wandered into the rainforest to find help. The missing children became the focus of the huge rescue operation involving more than 100 soldiers, local indigenous people and sniffer dogs. The search teams repeatedly spotted signs in the jungle, including footprints and fruit that had been bitten into which led them to believe the children had survived the crash. Helicopters flew over the area, broadcasting a recorded message from their grandmother in the Huitoto language, urging them to stay put to, t- to make it easier to locate them. The children told their rescuers that they had heard the helicopters and the message. They were finally located on Friday in a small clearing by a team of rescuers who had heard one of the siblings crying. When we found them, it was really a great happiness, Mr. Guerrero said, describing the moment. Their grandfather, Fidencio Valencia, said they were very weakened, they have small wounds and bruises, they have illness that they contracted in the jungle, but overall, they're well, they're in good hands. He added that a bag of cassava flour the children had found in the plane had sustained them for the first weeks. They they are being treated in hospital for malnutrition, and dehydration and have been visited by the family and members of the search operation. The Colombian military tweeted drawings the children had painted, one of which shows a sniffer dog known as Wilson. This bit is horrible. Wilson, who lost contact with his handlers, is thought to have tracked down the children and spent some time with them in the jungle, but is now unaccounted for. The Colombian military said it would continue searching for the dog, assuring Colombians in a tweet, we leave no one behind. Yeah, so this is a drawing of um, one of the 
obviously children has made of the jungle with the dog. Uh, so Wilson it. was the, the dog who found them as yeah, well. Yeah, so there's, there's, from what they've said here, the sniffer dog has lost contact with the people who are running the search. And yeah. uh, they've literally, ran, the dog's obviously run off, caught some sort of scent, I'd imagine, yeah, and then found these children. And the children said that the dog spent some time with them. But by the time the rescue has actually got to the children, the you dog can't. had not been there. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. God, man. I mean, that dog might do from that last little boost to, like, hold on and stuff. Yeah. The yeah. fact they had a one-year-old with them is fucking mental. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, to the, the, I think, what was it say at the top? In terms of the ages of the children? Oh, he's young, man. Like, yeah. I think, what was it? Um, 9, 5, and 1. Yeah. So, 13, 9, 5, and 1. Mental. All the rest of them, all under ten. You've got thirteen-year-old who's probably chiefly responsible for the fact that they're still alive. It's crazy. Fair play. Uh, yeah. She needs a bloody some sort of medal. Yeah. That's insane. Forty days. Forty days. Oh, in the jungle as well. It's like that is just absolutely crazy. I mean, I don't even. I mean, know. We would probably be absolutely terrible given supplies to survive in the jungle. Yeah, mate, we'd probably be dead in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> we'd probably, like, wouldn't know what to eat. We'd eat something poisonous. Yeah. Maybe a week or something. Um, yeah, you'd be... So the fact they did 40 days, I think it helped that they were indigenous as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, having the knowledge. What kind of fruits and that to eat. But yeah, just, obviously, just everything's had to get you as well in the jungle, isn't it? Everything's yeah. To, like, yeah, just the... The heat, the dehydration, the malnutrition, the diseases, illnesses, like just water. I mean, I, I don't even drink water. I find a water source. Yeah. I was like, I think they stayed near a um, some sort of river or water source. But right, even okay. then, you've got a, you're kind of taking a complete gamble whether the water's fine or not. Yeah, safe to drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like luckily that they were an indigenous from an indigenous tribe because they their stomachs and stuff would adapted. You know, like if we were to drink that water, we'd probably get sick very yeah. quick. It's, oh, it's just it actually like it's astounding that they survived a week, let alone yeah. forty days. What a good story, though. What a quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I mean. It sounds like the whole of like Colombia as well got to got together and were like wanting the rescue to be excess. Everyone seemed to be behind it and stuff. So yeah, it's like um, it just galvanizes um, everyone, doesn't it? It's like you always you want to you want to fight. You want them found. You want to save yeah. them. Um, and the whole country kind of just because it's like fixated. I imagine this is on Colombian news, like. For weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks, it's still not been found. Still not been found. It must be so hard because they find the bits of fruit or whatever that have been eaten. But um, obviously, you got a perimeter, and it's like, how far do they travel? Yeah. It's so dense, isn't it? The jungle. It's like, but you don't know which way to go. Um, obviously, they've got trackers and different people there. But yeah, what a rescue operation! I'm just going to see if I can find the um, the actual. I don't know if they took any images of the actual crashed plane. Because uh, I, obviously from the sounds of it, it's a small propeller-based um, aircraft. I would yeah, imagine. yeah. 
I wonder how far they'd actually travelled from the plane in the end uh, over the. I imagine again because they found the plane, then it took them a couple of weeks after that to find the kids. So yeah, I don't know if it's this one. I think it might be. I'll put this on on the screen. But yeah, it's um crazy, crazy story. And like you say, obviously brilliant that they were found in the end. But it's obviously a bit sad about the dog, and obviously there were people who died. But it's it's you know such yeah. a better scenario that the children were found and uh, small plane in it. They must have been at the back. I'd imagine so, yeah, because yeah, I, you, it's you don't really understand how anyone can survive that, let alone small children. Yeah, yeah. the only thing there is they were just at the back. Yeah, the only reasonable. Crazy. But yeah. That is that I mean yeah, that that just looks like it literally just proper nosedived. Yeah, just plunged into the jungle. Yeah. Crazy. Because the front of it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean the th- the front of it just doesn't exist. It's almost like the plane starts at the wings. Yeah. It's it's just completely gone. That's mad. But yeah, like you say, they must have they must have been at the back. This is the only explainable Yeah possibility of them actually not dying from that crash. Uh, yeah, so I mean just the fact that the eldest the thirteen year old survived because without her obviously the others wouldn't have, I doubt would have been able to survive. Mm. Especially the two youngest. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Like that how they survived it. Obviously, the thirteen-year-old, that weight then placed on your shoulders, not only to save yourself and leave your mum behind, who at the time was probably still alive. Um, mm. Just then trying to look after your siblings is in a yeah. in a place that is literally not designed to kill you, but everything there is not Wants welcome. To kill you. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, craziness. Well, we'll go from that slightly uplifting story to some potentially more uplifting stories in the case that these people have all basically basically either cheated death or disaster so this this first one I'm about to put on i think i've seen this before but it's just it's just be- like beggar's belief for me personally how this has happened so this is a picture for the audio listeners i'll describe it to you this is a picture of some oh, coins nice. um, that have stopped a round of ammunition. Um, it was basically a, a German soldier has shot this guy's great grandfather, and these coins have saved him, have not have caused the bullet to not pass through his body or enter his body. That's amazing. Um, so he's got one, two, three, four, five, six coins, and there are two of the coins out of that six that aren't even blemished. Like they're not even touched by the bullet. It looks like. Yeah. So the first four have absorbed all the power and momentum of, of the bullet there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, just those six coins have completely saved that person's life. Yeah, that is, it's almost like it's, it's, it's welded those four together, isn't it? Yeah. Craziness. There's quite a few stories um, like that. It's in obviously, the amount of people that were involved in the Second World War and the amount of 
yeah. that were would have been like canteens have saved people on the like the hips. Yeah, but yeah. it's gone through yeah. that instead of the the flesh on their hips. It's, it's crazy. There's an image somewhere over there of two bullets colliding. Oh well. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that somewhere, which is that that's mental. Yeah, the the odds on that, Jesus, yeah, like billions to one. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I don't fully understand how this has happened. Um, axe of Faith. Um, <laughs> I'll try. I'll describe it. It's basically an axe for a windshield. Um, Jesus. Uh, the axe is basically all the way through the windshield. Only the bottom third, or maybe quarter of the handle, is is outside of the windshield. The rest of it, the head of the axe, is in the car. There is someone in the passenger's um, seat which yeah. I'm assuming they would have been originally. But it says down the bottom here, it says somebody didn't secure their axe properly. I don't even know, unless it was from directly the truck behind. They've just left yeah. it on the back or something. I don't know. Just yeah, maybe bounced off down the motorway. And yeah. it, lo- it looks like the window's still intact, apart from the bit you can't see. Obviously, yeah. it must have just come. You know, stuff hits stuff with speed. It it just goes straight through, just perfect, through, hole, yeah. almost like a perfect hole. I mean, you can see a bit of the the damage in the reflection or the shadow of the um, below the axe. You can see like, yeah. a bit of the damage on the windscreen. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like these sort of things, it just remind me of um, Final Destination. A hundred percent, mate. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. And this next one, my God, I've, it's this is literally a scene from uh, Final Destination. Oh Jesus Christ! So what I think's happened here is it's he's had something on the trailer behind, and he's braked, and it's come through the back rather than come through the front. I'd imagine. Ah uh, yes, yes. Uh, it's, You're right. For the audio listeners, it's a it's a car with a sheet of what can only describe be described as the biggest sheet of metal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's just gone through the back windscreen and through the front windscreen. And it's literally millimeters away from the driver's position. So He's it, all kinds of lucky, isn't he? Yeah. To, to come out of that, I, I imagine unscathed because of like it, that's literally just head straight off. Yeah, decapitation, hundred percent. See you later. Good night. That if that had even even grazed the man, that yeah. would have been disastrous. That is just phenomenally lucky. Yeah, like, you can't even believe. That guy should have done the lottery that night. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm just imagining myself sat in that car. That would be literally like here, right, just yeah. above my shoulder. Yeah, he's probably heard it. I think. I think the maybe the only thing that could have that helped is the headrest. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Maybe hit that and pivoted it off. Might have done. Um, but still, yeah, pro- like the, it's probably just, it looks like it's gone through the other headrest. So. Unless yeah. he's playing the window down, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, if anyone is. in the passenger seat, oh, that's it. You, you are gone. Uh, you are horrific. gone. Just the sheer amount of force that would have had. As well, you can see, like I said before, you can tell that's come through really fast because it hasn't even cracked the other bits of the window. Yeah, it's just, it's like literally slid it's through. through. Craziness. Yeah, Liam says, lucky that the guy's not in the UK because the driver's side uh, would have <laughs> yeah, been the yeah, other side. That's true. That Jesus is very true. Christ. But yeah, I, 
that is good when it, to be an American. Yeah, if that happens to you, you're like, do I drive again? Do I carry stuff on a trailer ever oh, again? I would never carry anything ever no. again. I've cheated. De- I've cheated death by the literal skin of my teeth. Tear it off. Makes me a bit queasy. But yeah, that is literally a scene out of Final Destination. This next one is obviously not deadly. Well, it could be deadly if it actually happened to you, but it's a tree that almost looks like it shouldn't exist. It's yeah. it's kind of bent round the back of this um this small car. Uh, and That's the tree's fun. like it's fallen down and there's like a kink in the tree that perfectly goes round the back of the the vehicle and it's fallen down. It's like the vehicle's got a force field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, That's funny. I've I've never seen I've seen trees like fall onto a car with Yeah. But not have like a bend in the actual trunk of the tree to that degree where it actually perfectly just outlines the vehicle. Yeah, that again, the chances of that happening are just ridiculous. Mm. Unless I don't think he would have, but unless the guy for Banner has just reversed and let his car a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys, guys, look how close this was. Yeah. I just saw you reverse it, Greg. Shut yeah. The fuck you just, up. You, you, your reverse light's on, Greg. <laughs> uh, then he stalls it in reverse and it goes backwards into the tree. <laughs> Crazy. I think this next one um, I've done before. Not with the size nail of that, Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, that's lucky. Yeah. I, that, again, for audio listeners, I'll describe this to you. It's a nail, and it's through the thin layer of skin. You know, like you can sometimes put like a needle through your hand, like the thin layer of skin on your hand, yeah. and you can just have it stay there. It's literally that, but someone stepped on a nail, and it's gone through a thin layer of skin and not into the actual flesh. It's That could be very painful. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, I've done this. I haven't done this with a nail that big. I mean, fucking hell, that's a good like th- two, three inches um, long. I've done it with a pin though um, on my foot. It's done exactly that. Luckily, um, yeah. Yes. Rachel's uh, my missus' brother stepped on a you know the long needles. Um, yes, the, the, one of those long needles, but they didn't realise. So he tried on it. It went all the way, but as it went in, it, it it um, hit the bone and then it curved around oh, the bone. Shit. So she was trying to pull it out. She got some pliers and I was trying to pull it out, but it, it was causing loads of pain. Um, but they didn't, yeah, they didn't know it wouldn't pull out because it tucked around, it had bent around the bone. Um, Jesus. So yeah, they had to go to the hospital and get it out. And then when they x rayed it, they could see the kink in it. Christ. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's around the bone. That's one thing to step on something sharp, but for then to go into your flesh and curve round so it clamps yeah. on the bone when you try and pull it out, that's awful. Oh, that's different level, that. Oh, this one is uh, a little bit, I suppose, a little bit um, relevant because Jordan is obviously on holiday. There was a shark attack not too far away from where he is staying. Um, Oh, yeah, I remember saying, yeah. Um, This is someone who looks like they've been bitten by a shark. Obviously, I don't, from the size of it, it's probably not a massive shark, but still, that's a pretty lucky escape to just take a chunk out, couldn't it, for sure? That's just crazy. Yeah. You can see the the teeth marks where they've, like, perforated the skin. Yeah, and kind of just spat it. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, yeah, if that was to bite down hard, you think how 
how much more a shark's jaw has got in like um pressure compared to a dog and yeah. a dog can take a chunk out yeah so that shark's just decided not to for whatever reason yeah it's almost like the shark is just like right this is your warning this yeah. is a warning all... <laughs> yeah but yeah like, if the shark actually had any force behind the bite yeah. I mean, that chunk of flesh would not be there it would just you just 100%. have a missing flesh a chunk of flesh on your back yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy how much force sharks have. Anything that in is in the water, it has to be stronger anyway to counteract the, the, the actual yeah, the pressure of the water. Yeah, that it's, makes yeah, sense. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so they've just evolved. I think if you Google it, that like times a pit bull, it's like mad. It's something. have a look i mean this someone says a great about great whites great white sharks are also among the largest fish in the world and can bite with a power up of up to four thousand pounds per square inch mm. that's crazy four which is a ridiculous amount of pressure yeah let's see if i put if i put in a small shark Don't know if it'll um, say anything. Jesus Christ, bull sharks, which I don't know how big they are, they have a bite force of 6,000 newtons. I don't even know. I don't know the massive difference between newtons and... Um, Pounds of square inch, yeah. yeah I don't, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, bull sharks can take, take chunks of, yeah. But they they are smaller, aren't they? They're quite a bit smaller. Bull yeah, sharks. yeah. You you, you don't want to get. You don't want them biting you. You don't want any shark, any fish, really, to bite no. you. Oh, no, nah, not for me, not for anyone. Let's have a look at the uh, next one we've got on it. This one I I haven't done, but I have just not seen my cat who is black oh, on a black on a black stove. Yeah, this guy's almost turned the gas hobs on on his oven and his, his cat is entirely black and his his hobs are obviously black and he's not seen the cat and almost just set his cat on fire <laughs> i mean with with a gas with gas hobs as well jesus christ yeah. that would light up like nothing else Mate, why, uh, you got cats yes i got two do yours go on the cooker on yes the yeah Mine do it. Like, as it's just one of those wipe down ones that, um, so it's got, it's just glass, basically. Yeah. So it's got no rings or anything, but they always sit on it. And it's like, sometimes they lean on it and it's beeping. So yeah. it's trying to heat up. Yeah. Because their paws are on the beeping bit. Um, but you need, you need a certain type of metal for it to heat up, for it to conduct. So oh, it's it an induction never... hob, is it? Is it induction? Yeah, yeah. induction hub. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're meant to be like, safer. They're meant to be safer. Safe. Yeah, they're meant to be safer because um, if you put, you can put yeah. your hand on an induction hob even when it's on, it won't necessarily burn you. It might just be yeah, warm. yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I wouldn't recommend trying it if you've got an induction hob at home. Don't just fucking go take my word for it and stick your hand on a hob. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I remember learning. Yeah, they, they are safer, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, mine's just a ceramic hob, so mine gets hot and it's fucking hot no matter what. 
Um, yeah. So when we cook anything on the hob, we've always got to make sure that we place something over the top of the hob to stop the cats going onto the the actual heated ring of the ceramic hob. Yeah. Yeah, why do they? Why, it's weird. Cause it's not comfortable, is it? There's a lot more comfortable. I think I don't know if they like the some form of heat because yeah, our yeah. cats love to sit on the windowsill when the sun's absolutely beaming yeah. through the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's levels to this game, guys. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, that is uh, that's happened a couple of times. My cat is almost entirely black. It's got like a white small tux underneath the. Um, chin and a bit of white on their back both back legs you almost want to let them just burn themselves you know like so they don't do it again like kids learn <laughs> you'll remember this yeah you you won't be doing that after you burn yourself on no this. but yes that's just every time i have to double check like where's the cat is it, it's not on the hob <laughs> put something on the hob um this next one is again a tree falling down on a car but it says less than an inch, and when I go through the photographs, you really will see it's less oh, than an inch Jesus. in it. Oh, mate, that is funny. Yeah. That's mad. That's crazy. Is that, it, it literally is less than yeah. an inch. To have you, you know, you've got an expensive insurance um, claim coming up there, if that even makes contact with your bonnet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so lucky. Yeah. Even the, because, you know, stuff falls and it settles. So that the fact it hasn't even banked or hit it at all, the fact yeah. it just settled there. Because usually stuff goes and like bounces back yeah, a no, bit. Yeah. So that's, um, that's interesting. But it just takes one branch to give way. And then it's yeah. just, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to be leaving. I mean, they're, they're taking pictures. You're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to be fair to them, I don't know if they or they could reverse. Yeah, they could reverse. Could reverse, yeah, yeah. Unless again, it's another another Greg, and it's just yeah. driving off. <laughs> guys, guys, I mean? look, look get, how close. Just trying to get the pictures in. I don't know why you think this is impressive, Greg. Like it's literally a tree falling down. You you just park your car underneath it. <laughs> you just parked underneath. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this next one, I've I've seen this image before, but my God, just anyone who's worked with any power tools, just wear goggles, mate. Oh, my days. <laughs> that is a, I don't know if that's a part of a jigsaw disc, I don't know, uh, but it is lodged into a pair of safety goggles and the guy's still got them on, so I imagine it would have happened whilst he was using it. Oh, um, I mean, not even anywhere else. It, you know, if it hits his face or anything, it's it's a bad day out, isn't it? Oh, it's it's a terrible day out. That is, I mean, at at the bare minimum, you're losing that eye. Yeah, completely gone. But at the worst, it probably could do some damage to your maybe your brain. Yeah, considering how far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. God, that is so lucky. I mean, it's gone through the glasses enough to. Almost yeah, like so almost close. enough that you could probably touch it with your eyelashes when you close your eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that amount is sticking out the other side. It there. almost just doesn't look real. No. <laughs> and again, we could be dealing with a Greg here. Um, he could have put <laughs> the safety goggles in afterwards. I don't know why we called him a Greg. Yeah, but yeah. you just rent. We'll just go with it. But yeah, that's this. It makes you question: how, how, Should I be doing this anymore? Is this the warning? 
That is, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. This one, fucking Jesus. It's a it's a boulder that's oh, obviously man. rolled down from the top of the hill and it's missed most of the house. I think there is a bit like towards the top yeah. there that's obviously been clipped by it, but it's got it looks like it's gone through the drive and down um further down the I mean it's made a right mess of the it almost looks like a meteorite. Yeah. The way it's like just hit all the, it's ripped up all the ground. You forget, you think it would roll over the ground, but that's gone through it. Yeah. You can see like uh, towards the end, some probably some rolls. Yeah. Um, some imprints of where it's been rotating, but yeah, that is for it to miss pretty much the entirety of your house and just go through your front garden is. I mean that's beyond lucky. I mean it's still there's a clip on it. There's still there's like a live clip on Instagram where some guys don't know if they're like walking or mountain walking and a mat, not as big as that, but a rock comes down um, as big as a human. So yeah, oh, okay, it would, and it bounces. And it's so quick and it just bounces. And it this guy just kind of does this weird curve. Um, but it just goes flying past him and just misses him by about yeah a couple of inches, um, like similar to that, but yeah, not not as big as that. That's as big as a house. Uh, it literally is, yeah. It's I literally it's it's literally a I'd say easily a couple of cars worth of boulder. Yeah, has just literally decimated your garden. And your drive potentially. There's a little bit of damage, like I said at the top. I don't know what part of the house that is, but you can see some damage there. It's actually brought yeah. the wall away from from the room. It looks it looks like it's just taken a load of trees with it as well from the top. Just literally come yeah. through a forest and just gone, yep, yeah, goodbye trees. <laughs> oh, that is an expensive um clear up though. <laughs> this one, oh my god. Oh, Mudslide, and there's a there's a vehicle that's obviously propped up against the side of a railing. Um, it's almost toppled the. I'm assuming it's like some sort of truck. It's almost toppled yeah. over the edge, and it's just like a sheer drop off the edge Wait, into the sea. Off a cliff, yeah, into the sea. I mean, that is all kinds of lucky, isn't it? Yeah, that must have been some massive mudslide. It's completely covered the road. Yeah, I wonder if he was in it when it happened. That'd be fucking yeah, scary. Because be. you go over there, it's game over. Yeah. Especially the weight of that truck. If, if, if that plummets into the into yeah, the ocean, just... if there's any like amount of water, like deepness to it, you it's so hard to get out. Yeah. Oh, just all sorts of horribleness. Yeah. I, think I think you're kind of, not incentivized, but you're advised to wait if you can for the pressure to equalize before you try and open the door in a car if you're yeah submerged. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they say yeah because as soon as as soon as um or I'd like try and open a window or have something open so that the water can come in because as soon as as soon as the water's not in that you can't open the door because yeah. of the pressure yeah so yeah they they smash it <laughs> yeah smash the window first things you can you know, get out oh i I can imagine the panic going from a mind if that ever happened to me, but yeah, I don't know if I'd have the 
patience to if I had the windows rolled up, I don't know if I'd have the patience to just sit there going, right, well, we've got to wait until we're at the bottom and then we yeah. can open the door. Yeah, 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 until yeah, the car's filled up with water. <laughs> yeah. um, has, has you seen that one where, I don't know where it is, if it's the UK, but it's a car and it's I think it's gone into the water somehow, but it's sinking and there's a woman in it and it's every the whole thing's in, but the the back window screen is still visible. And right. the guy, obviously knowing that, that knowing that thing, he runs over with he's got a rock off the side. Yeah. And he runs over and it just before it goes under, he smashes the top. Right. Of that. So then he and then that shatters and then she can then I think she gets out through that then um through the back and like drugs right. But yeah, it, once that had been under, I'd been that game over. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What's uh, this next one? Another um, workplace uh, DIY kind of related one. So it's one who's um, he's working on um, basically some sort of saw, I'm guessing. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And he's got like a tungsten ring on his finger and the saw has hit the the ring first without touching any of his fingers and it's completely shattered uh, in half the ring rather than um, chewing up his his fingers. That it's, is very, very lucky. Yeah. Cause, uh, it, you, you don't really realise how vulnerable your extremities are, especially your fingers. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just get chewed through yeah. by so much. Uh, this next one is not <laughs> not really life threatening, but that would be uncomfortable. You've got a pack here of nighttime sleep aid <laughs> what um, do tablets they do that? made by the same company. They yeah. do a gentle laxative, but they are literally almost identical in color, size, and details on the packet, apart from the name. Yeah. Obviously, they've yeah. used orange branding. So yeah, that would be an uncomfortable night. That is a close call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, another one where someone's <laughs> basically been saved by a phone, where a chainsaw has hit a phone, and um, yeah, that's done some damage to the phone, and that would chew through your leg like anything. Yeah. I think this 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 next one is the last one. I I don't actually fully understand how this has happened, but. For the audio, audio listeners, two nails have gone through this person's knee, but they've gone through in between the kneecap and where the femur, so your large um, top of your leg, where your, ha- where your hamstring and your quadricep is, where your thighs are, that large bone there, there's a gap in between where the bone ends and when the knee cap starts, and both of these nails have gone into the gap in between. And obviously, it's not as bad as having it go through bone. Yeah. So it's still massively painful. But yeah, that's saved a lot of time recuperating a lot of um, potential trouble with your leg. Because your femur is such an important, such an important bone. And if you break your femur, it can be deadly. I mean, probably not as deadly in this scenario because it's at the bottom of the femur. But... You know, yeah. People break their femur and, and die because it it's basically sh- snaps and then cuts through major 
vessels oh, are in your body. Oh, shit. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah. See, the unique up there is it completely unattached to anything. Um, obviously, nerves. It's got nerves and stuff, but it's, you, it's like free-floating almost? Or? You've got, like, ligaments that hold it um, in place and, obviously, right, tendons okay. that hold the muscle in, in um, place to the certain parts of the bone but there is actually a gap between the two bits of bone oh, which is where those nails have gone which is just uh, the odds on that again having one go in that certain angle and direction and then to have two do yeah. exactly the same thing yeah i mean what i don't god knows what it's doing to have two nails got shoot through that yeah i don't know it might have been like a I don't know if he's been using like a nail gun or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah, some sort of nail yeah. gun. Crazy. I mean, that you can literally see the one on the furthest left has, I think they described it as saying, removed a little bit of cartilage. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it scrapes some of the cartilage of, of the femur. Yeah, crazy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so. Lucky. Yeah, just, you know, think yourself lucky that you, you haven't had any of these scenarios happen to you, and I I really hope none of them ever happen to anyone. But Jesus Christ, some of them, you just, even if it was an inch difference, could have been horrific. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, you see stuff like that, you just like, you know, there's so many of those things that happen to people that... Mm. Um, yeah, you just like, is that luck or... I suppose the adverse happens as well where people do, you know, just go in and fuck stuff up, so... Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely probably an equal measure of people who are extremely unlucky. Um... Yeah. yeah, with silly little things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's... yeah, I heard, I heard um, like back in the day, like this person fell off like you know a little wall a tiny little wall that you walk on like they fell off that and yeah. then did something and ended up dying and it's like yes. yeah that's just of all the things that you can do like yeah dying from that it is surprising how how little damage or how little anything insignificant you look at can be potentially deadly yeah and then again then you get the flip side of it where stuff happens to people and you're like how are they even on the earth? Yeah, like people, two people are shooting each other and they happen to shoot each other exactly the same time and the bullets counteract each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just... It's just that's, crazy. And then you got someone yeah, like in the kitchen and slips over and knocks their head onto like a table and that's it. Yeah, yeah, guys, it's just you think, oh, yeah, when it's your time, it's your time. Like You can go through like loads of stuff and be so lucky and then just something weird can just get you in the end. Craziness. Right, what we'll do for the last like five ten minutes, we'll have a few questions. If you've got your questions, get them in in the live chat, cool, and we'll, cool. we'll answer them. But yeah, just just think yourself lucky, everyone. Unless you have had something like this happen and you want to tell us what it was, obviously gratefully you're still here. But Jesus Christ, that is. I managed to break. Um, let me see. It. So there's a bone. Oh, it's, a, it's a bone between that there and there. It's yeah. a tiny little bone. It's one yeah. of the, one of the smallest bones in your body, apart from some of your tongue that's smaller. Um, but I managed. I shut that in a door and it broke it, oh. and, uh, and that was painful. But the doctor, I was only young when it happened. But when I went to the doctors, they were like, "It's such a 
a small bone to break because obviously the smaller the bone the kind of harder it is to break yeah um and he was like yeah so i can't believe you managed to break that it's a real difficult bone to break mm. but i had to have a hot needle go all the way through it to oh. relieve all the pressure <laughs> but i got a lollipop so you know it's a, it's a price worth paying it really is yeah I, I, as far as i'm aware and touch whatever bit of wood i can find um I haven't broken any bone in my body as far as I'm aware. Um, oh, that's good. What I will say is, though, my hands are completely fucked and I'd be very surprised if I don't have some form of problem with my hands later on in life. I just want to show people how fucking crooked one of my fingers is, right? Let me put it up here. Look at that. <laughs> Mate, that's broke. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Maybe I've broken it then. But I've yeah, got, that um, is definitely broke. Look at that. Oh, that's all kinds of wrong. That's what it's meant to be like. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah, that's that's broke. Yeah, that's fucked. Um, I believe that first happened when I was playing rugby. Someone stood on my hand. Um, it didn't feel broken at the time though. It just it, it hurt for like a few seconds, but then after a while it was all right. Mate, yeah. Matt, some my when I was in the army, like my two best mates, and we played rugby every week. And uh, my one of my mates, he actually played rugby for the army, but he would break his fingers every other week. Um, yeah, he'd always like strap them together, but he got so used to breaking them. I don't know, I don't know how common that is in rugby, but my other mate didn't. But he would literally break his fingers all the time and they'd just strap them back together, yeah. Um, but yeah, constantly just dealing with broken fingers. Mm. I'll be careful with my with my legs as well. My knees, I've had trouble, trouble with one of my knees earlier on in life. Um, it's not nowhere near as bad now. But it used to lock, it's locked a couple of times. My left knee is oh, locked. Okay. Um, but I've got hyperextension in my knees, which is, you know, where, say this is like my knee joint. It should yeah. be like this. But when I straighten out my legs, it goes like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. My partner's got that on yes. her arm, Rachel. She, she, it goes, it inverts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be, uh, now I'm obviously going to the gym quite a lot when I'm doing legs. I've got to be careful that I don't hyperextend my knee. Ah, uh, yeah. Because if, if I'm, Especially if I'm on the 45 degree leg press, oh, man, I'm literally yeah, in the air up. pushing up, and if yeah. my legs do this and buckle, that could li- my legs could literally go the other way and be yeah. on my shoulders. Um, so yeah, if you've seen that in the uh, there's a clip on Instagram of gym things and that happens to a guy doing that exact same thing, oh. both his both his um legs pop. The other, he's got so much weight and it's stupid. Yeah. Um, but it, there's this just like montage of. Of people in the gyms, and it's all, all of it is just far too much weight. It's ego um, lifting. It's ego lifting. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's a few a few guys that don't like to pop their arms. Their arms go, and then there's yeah. a few. One of them, one of them is che- both his chest fucking pops, which is weird. Oh, is that the one where oh, he's on a um a bench press, and you can see like his muscle almost like yeah, they're like ripped and tear. Yeah, yeah. I oh. mean that is. It takes so long to fucking sort out. Yeah, well. and because it, it's such a, it's such a well used muscle that every, like almost everything you do in a day would just be yeah. completely changed. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah well, I never understand why the. I don't know that all of those montages. Well, maybe some of them are okay, but they they just look like they've never lifted anything like that weight before in their life, and it's like, why would you? going on yeah i think sometimes 
if you ha- if you go to the gym and you are someone who goes to the gym a lot and you've got massive, it, it, you're probably more likely to go to like a more meat heady gym, not to be, you know, harsh to people, but you go to a gym where people are there to get massive and they want to just continually gain more and more muscle. Oh, okay. And, so you, and you get almost to the point where everyone's like egging each other on. Go on, do like ten kilogram more. Go on, and you you just overexert yourself. You just go far too over the edge. Um, I'm so so careful in the gym. I mean, I look like an absolute twat that I'm like adding like maybe like one point five kilograms every time, just in case. Yeah. I, I just don't want to yeah. overexert myself massively. But yeah, it's, you you do see it every now and again where someone's doing something and I'm like, even I've only been there for like two months. I'm like, going, Oh my God, fucking, I really hope you don't fucking buckle your knees or your arms don't give way. Cause fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Long time recovering it. Yeah. What's the input here? Let's have a look. Uh, me and my mates were playing darts the other day and my mate needed double 12 to win and he missed through the dart. It hit the ceiling and came down and hit double 12. <laughs> there you go. That's mad. That is. I don't even know, the physics on that. I don't even know how that would happen. But yeah, that's that is one for the ages there. Yeah, that's like a million to one shot in it. <laughs> like something you can never ever replicate. Yeah, darts is another one where I'm like, oh my god, this can go horrifically wrong if you don't practice the actual. Not that I don't even know. I'm guessing this in the rules, but. You just got to have like, a bit of courtesy about other people. If you start throwing whilst they're like moving away from the dartboard, just taking their darts away, you're just asking. And alcohol as well, big one. Yeah. Uh, playing old. darts with uh, my kids on holiday, that is, it's like, you know, you're dodging bullets. Yeah. They, they can just go anywhere. Like, especially my little ones. I remember when she, she just like, she would throw them and then you wouldn't even be at the dartboard. It'd be like towards you. She'd just go. Like, <laughs> Wandering around, they're like, "Oh, this is cool!" Just throw arrows at people. No, keep it the double. <laughs> yeah, you always tell when um, you get into a pub where you've got quite a few uh, regulars who perhaps aren't that great at darts. When you see more holes around the board than yeah, you do yeah. actually on yeah, the board right, itself. Yeah. Follow the holes. Yeah. Right. Let's have a look. What, what's this one? Uh, my dad was cutting something in the garden and ended up cutting right through his nail and hit it the bone. I've Ooh. seen I've seen someone do that. It is it's horrible. You can actually see the white of the bone sticking like yes. clearly through yeah. the gap. Crazy man, disgusting. I've I've seen only two sites like that before, like actually in person, and both of them were rank. Yeah, there's some, uh, something not nice about seeing. Um, I saw someone who was drunk. But so he got someone trod on his face. Oh shit! It was, it was his nose is split from there to there, but you could see his bone and like. But he didn't know, and he kept pushing it up. And oh, he was like shit. pretty hammered. Yeah. And uh, he was like, and then it was all the blood spurting out of there. Uh, we're trying to like calm him down, but yeah, that that didn't look too great. Mm. Yeah, I, it's been a couple of times where I really did think like something really bad was going to happen to me. Another one because of my crooked fucking finger, uh, rugby. Um, there was a play where I was in a, I can't remember if it was a scrum or a ruck, one of them. I was on the floor, and uh, this guy's fucking boot came down on the side of my head, and I thought 
he's going to punch in my fucking head with this boot. <laughs> Fortunately, he didn't put enough pressure on, so it actually went through. But I was like, literally just going to, ah, my fucking head. <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, that was in a, that was in a school game, I think. And funny enough against, uh, Jordan's school. So yeah, we go back that far. I mean, it oh, wasn't really? Jordan. Yeah. It wasn't Jordan who was doing it, but yeah, it was um, someone at, at his school. But yeah, it's was... so many injuries in rugby, like getting in the in the scrums and all that stuff. It's like you know, broken fingers, broken noses. Yeah, like, it is a... rugby's the, probably the only sport you can tell they're a rugby player. Like if you mm. see someone well, fit, kind of like, yeah. If you see someone who's like athletic you know, obviously looking after themselves. You don't just immediately go footballer unless they're like well-known, like Messi or something. You can, you could be able to pick out like a Division 2 player. Be like, oh yeah, mm. he plays football. But you could pick out a rugby player fucking easily. Crooked nose. Yeah. Fucking yeah. cauliflower ears. He's yeah. got a, like multiple like dents on his face. It's it's crazy. Yeah, especially on the position you play. Yeah. Yeah, I used to play, um, I used to play hooker. Which is in the um, in the scrum, so that was that was not fun because there was a lot of um, let's just say unsportsmanlike things going on in the scrum. Bit of a uppercut to the nose, knees, and the fucking face. It was great. It was good fun. We didn't um, have a bit at school. It's um, I I have I played like a handful of times, um, but yeah, it'd been nice to have it at, at our school. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely it's fun in certain positions, but other positions, I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, it's I don't understand why anyone likes this sport. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a Ford and you're big, like you, and you like just fucking bashing the fuck out of people, it's probably brilliant for you. But if you're just like, well, I'd like to have the ball once every five minutes, maybe, and not spend half my time getting smacked in the scrum. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not for you, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's definitely it can be fun in certain positions, but yeah, it's it's not. Sometimes you get some people who are a bit overzealous in the rucks and the scrum, but yeah, is what it is. Well, I think we'll uh, leave it there. Been a this hour and twelve minutes is gone like so yeah. quick. I really don't That's... feel like it's been that long. No, it's gone very quick. Yeah, it's um, I like those. It, those are why I'm cautious now going outside because I'm like, <laughs> just looking over watching your out for things flying, flying yeah. about. Oh dear! Right. Well, we'll be hopefully back up to the full trio next week, um, barring any mishaps um, and unforeseen events but yeah Jordan will be back I'm sure he'll tell us all about his holiday like I said uh, yeah I'll have some stories there's quite a few things going on over there isn't there yeah uh, it seems to be all coinciding with him going there I don't know if that's yeah exactly yeah I don't know if there's anyone's after him or whatever but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean he's probably made enough content for there to be some people who are a bit edgy about him but yeah, yeah. we'll see I'm sure he'll tell us all about it and we look forward to it but for now we'll see you in the next one up the Atma. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.